Welcome in, Blackhawks fans, to Locked on Blackhawks for Thursday, November 14th, 2019. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Zawoski with you here talking about a Blackhawks win. Their second win in a row, their third win in the last four games, and their fourth win in the last six games. So all of a sudden, the Blackhawks look like a bit of a different team uh, not all positive in this game, and we're going to get to the pluses and minuses as we always do, but uh, another exciting win, a fun win, and we'll get to it all as we go. But first, want to tell you how to get in touch with the podcast. Of course, you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. There you can follow my personal account as well at jzawoski 670 You're going to want to check out my other Blackhawks podcast, the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast at Madhouse Pod. New episode of that coming Thursday or Friday. You're not going to want to miss that. I have some uh, new information about what has changed uh, in the Blackhawks organization with Jeremy Calton, why the sudden shift uh, that started last week to now. I have a lot of really good information on that, and I'm going to save it for the Madhouse podcast because that's my baby. And hopefully, if you're new to Locked On, it will encourage you to check out the Madhouse podcast. You're going to not want to miss it. So make sure you listen in to that. Uh, going to record either Thursday or Friday. But there will be some good info in there you're going to want to hear. All right. Oh, by the way, you can leave us a voicemail, 708-653-0572, or send an email to LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. The Blackhawks get the 5-3 win in Vegas. They get their first win against Vegas in the history of the franchise, which isn't really that deep of a history, but still, it's nice to finally pick up a win over the Golden Knights. And this game, the way it started, had me very concerned. (laughs) The Hawks came out a little bit sluggish. Uh, You could see the Golden Knights were pressuring the Hawks a lot for checking the Blackhawks hard. They were using their speed to create chances. Corey Crawford, who ended up playing phenomenally in this game, I'm not sure who the number th- who the three stars of the game were just yet, but uh, I'd be shocked if he's not one of them. But in that first period, Corey Crawford let a couple goals in, made some incredible saves, but had some problems with rebound control in the first period. As the game went on, he definitely tightened that up, definitely tightened up his play Overall, so once the Hawks are down 2 nothing, they score five unanswered goals and just an impressive performance. And the thing I really liked about this win is how hard the Hawks worked for it. I don't know if it was the NBC Sportsnet broadcast, the camera angles they used, but you could really see both teams battling for these two points. And I was really impressed with the Blackhawks' effort. I was really impressed that after getting down 2 nothing early, they didn't just fold the tents and sort of say, well, you know, that, it's not our night. We're on the road. We're down 2 nothing." They battled back and worked their asses off hard. And look, this is, if this shift in philosophy is permanent, and I believe it will be, um, this is what games are going to look like. They're going to be wild. They're going to be stressful. There's going to be a lot of scoring chances at both ends. And this is what I think we all sort of wanted when we were watching the Hawks struggle, you know, just early last week against San Jose and L.A. And we'll never speak of those games again, hopefully, beyond today. This is what we wanted, right? We knew the Blackhawks had 
offensive ability. We knew they were better than they were playing. We knew they were capable of more than they were producing on the ice. And these last four games especially have shown evidence of that. They've been in these games. And yes, they're going to give up a ton of chances. There's no doubt about that. Their defense is not great. It's a subpar defense. Team defense, not just top six but just in general they're not a great defensive team they're going to give up a lot of shots most nights are going to get outshot and outchanced but last night against Vegas they were outshot 42 to 26 but did it feel like that big of a discrepancy this is sort of what we talked about after the Toronto game as well Vegas had a lot of shots on goal and a lot of shot attempts but it never felt like they were really dominating the game except for early on the first few minutes I thought this was going to be a blowout loss, just the way it felt. But as the game went on last night, the Hawks tightened the gap, and when mistakes were made, Corey Crawford was there to bail them out. And I think another thing we saw in the game last night was teammates picking each other up. If there was a bad turnover, there was a strong back check, right? There were a lot of bad turnovers in this game, and we're going to get to it in the pluses and minuses um, but you had some players you typically depend on to not do that. Turn the puck over a bunch of times. First period, Jonathan Taves turns one over. And Alex Nylander hustles back and bails Taves out. This is a minute and a half into the game before anyone has even scored. The effort that the Hawks put forth in this game really came through. And it does matter. Trying hard and working hard does matter and it makes a difference. You know, I think in other sports, especially baseball, that's not really a thing. You can't really, aside from like running the bases hard or whatever, you can't try harder to get a hit. But in hockey, yeah, you can outwork an opponent. That's something that can be done. And I really think the Hawks worked their asses off tonight against a good team. And yeah, Vegas has been struggling. They've been on a big cold streak lately. But look, the Hawks got down 2 nothing didn't look back, didn't give up. And I think aside from seeing a more aggressive playing style over the last handful of games, we're also seeing the Hawks, they look like they're more sort of sold on the system, don't they? They look more enthusiastic. They look like they want to be there. We talked about the body language and the facial expressions on these guys just a week ago, just over a week ago. And frustration and anger and you could just see it you could see it in their faces and all of a sudden everything changes in that Vancouver game and the team's playing with more energy after that Vancouver game Shaw and Kane are doing a comedy routine in the locker room you could just feel the weight of the world lifted off their shoulders when the reins were taken off them offensively over the last four games, the Blackhawks have looked like a different team. Hopefully, they haven't figured it out too late. They're back. I don't know if you can believe this. And I know there's some purists that will say this is not 500. And I kind of agree with you. But the Blackhawks are now 7-7-4. Seven, seven, and four. All of a sudden, they don't look as bad in the standings as they had. So... Glimmers of hope, yes. I still think there's big improvements that need to happen. I think it's unrealistic that the goaltending is going to maintain this level of play all year long. 
But Hawks 7-7-4 seven, seven, and four with 18 points. They are three points out of the last wild card spot. However, they have one, two, three teams ahead of them, four teams ahead of them. But they have at least one game in hand on all those teams. So if they can get hot here, and if they can rattle off some wins, Nashville's going to be really tough on Saturday. Buffalo's not a pushover. Carolina, Tampa, Dallas twice, Colorado twice. It's not going to get easier. Those are 16 available points. Can they pick up 10? That'd be that'd be a good thing. We'll see. This month is going to dictate a lot about the Blackhawks season going forward. Time to go over the pluses and minuses of this game as the Blackhawks beat the Golden Knights 5-3. This is Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, wherever you can find a podcast, you can find Locked On Blackhawks. Make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Every morning, the podcast posts around 5.30 a.m., Monday through Friday, so you're not going to want to miss it. All right, let's start with the pluses. First plus of the game is going to go to rookie Kirby Doc, who picked up a goal and an assist. The ice time went kind of back up to where it normally is, 12.36 of ice time for Doc. No special teams time uh, last night. And I wasn't thrilled about the idea of him playing on the fourth line with Zach Smith and with Ryan Carpenter, but I think that line played pretty well. I think Zach Smith actually is probably worthy of a plus as well. Um, solid game, two assists, plus two for Smith. Uh, had the penalty shot that he hit the post on in the first minute of the game. And if you were watching on NHL or on NBC Sportsnet, you missed it. You had to go catch it on NHL Network. They said they were going to switch over, and they didn't. Very strange. Anyway, uh, Zach Smith with two assists, and uh, I think he just had a strong game in general. He won a board battle, and that led to Kirby Doc's goal, that insurance fourth goal. For the Blackhawks, insurance goal at the time, final score 5-3, so the fifth goal would be the insurance goal. But at the time, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Don't get semantics with me. It was a nice setup, a nice game for Zach Smith. Uh, Patrick Kane, a goal, two assists, three points, plus three. Ho-hum, another three-point game for Patrick Kane. Dylan Strom had a three-point night. One goal, two assists, plus three for him as well. He was really good. Uh, not great at the faceoff dot. One four, lost nine. Uh, but otherwise, really solid game for Dylan Strom. And man, that line with DeBrinket, Strom, and and Kane should never probably be ever broken up ever, never, ever. DeBrinket, two assists. He was a plus three. Um, did pick up a penalty late. Uh, but, you know, getting a little scrum in front of the net, no big deal. I don't mind that. Showing a little fire, showing a little passion. We like that in Chicago. So, I don't know, just a pretty solid game all around. I think Kelvin DeHaan had a nice game, uh, scoring his first goal of the season, his first goal in 74 regular season games. It's hard to believe, but then earlier in the game, I noticed DeHaan had a clear shot at the net and passed it up. I think if you don't score for 74 games, it can take your confidence away a little bit, but that goal he scored uh, was an absolute beauty. Another nice setup from Zach Smith. Kirby Doc picked up the second uh, assist on that one, but uh, Zach Smith with a really nice centering pass to DeHaan, who uh, was breaking to the slot, and he didn't miss. So, uh, you know, again, the Hawks gave up a lot of chances, but overall, that's how it's going to look some nights, and uh, a positive 
uh, experience and a positive game for the Hawks overall last night. Now let's get to the minuses. Mentioned it earlier, not going to dwell on it too much, but early on, Corey Crawford's rebound control was not great. Also, not a huge fan of him leaving the net as often as he does. Yes, he's a good puck handler. Yes, he's a good passer, but I feel like he gets a little bit uh, leave the crease happy, and it feels like once or twice a game, it leads to a really dangerous scoring chance against. So, uh, But aside from that, Corey Crawford was absolutely outstanding, but I uh, want to see him clean up the rebounds a little bit and be a little more selective on when he's going to leave the crease to go play the puck. Uh, another minus, Jonathan Taves did not have a very strong game. Several unforced turnovers that led to scoring chances for Vegas. Uh, had a pair of breakaway chances he did not was not able to score on. And look, breakaway chances can be a bit of a coin flip. Uh, but would have liked to see a little more uh, from Jonathan Taves. A bit of a setback game for him. He was a minus one. He had three shots on goal. Of course, two of those were uh, breakaways. He had one more shot attempt the entire night. He was 50% from the dot. And, you know, he's always going to provide solid two-way play. But, man, you can't have uh, your captain giving the puck away over and over and over again. That And that was a bad, bad uh, pair of turnovers for Jonathan Taves last night. Uh, Alex Nylander, who uh, started the game okay, had a nice setup that, Sprung Brandon Saad for a chance. It was a nice cross-ice pass from the boards. Saucer pass right on the tape to Saad, but he couldn't finish. Uh, but again, he found himself on the bench late, not on there during crunch time. And, you know, I don't have a huge problem with that. They put Andrew Shaw on the top line with Taves and Saad to protect the lead. And I think that makes a little bit of sense. But um, would have liked to see a bit more of a bounce back from Nylander today. Uh, again, made some nice plays. I praised him early on for the back check, but uh, if Drake Kajula had not been out of this game, it felt like he was due for a scratch, and with that in mind, I was hoping he would have shown a little more, not losing faith in him, I don't think he's a bust, nothing like that, but it's been a couple subpar games in a row for Alex Nylander, so hopefully he can clean that up, again, they play Nashville Saturday and then Buffalo on Sunday, I think he's going to want to have a nice showing against the team that traded him, so hopefully... Uh, this is just a blip on the radar for Alex Nylander, and things get back to normal for him. I just don't have a ton of minuses after this game. I think it was a nice road win, again, to bounce back from a 2-0 deficit early in the first period. I think the Hawks did a really solid job. Yes, they gave up a power play goal last night, but I thought the penalty kill looked good, especially when it really, really mattered late in the game. That bogus penalty, they did a really good job killing off uh, oh, one more minus. That call on Corey Crawford that led to the penalty shot for Marcia Show, that was ridiculous. He did not throw his stick. He was trying to make a poke check and it got tangled up. That's something that the referee should be able to go to video and take a look at. That is a game-changing moment. That, I mean, that's an absolute game-changer. If Marshall scores on that shot, that ties the game. That is an absolute game-changing moment. That's something that should be reviewable. If they feel like the goalie threw the stick or defender threw the stick, they should be able to go back and look at the video and make the right call. That is too big of a moment and too 
easy of a thing to look at on video to not go and review that call. It's Thursday night. The weekend is in view, and you're starving. Your sweatpants are on for the day. You are sick of microwave leftovers and frozen pizza. Enter DoorDash, restaurant-quality food with a living room dress code, and that's what I'm all about. I get home from work. My fancy jeans are immediately off. The sweatpants are on, and that's it. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities, so you might find a new favor too. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash right now. Our listeners can save $5 on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter promo code Locked On. Don't forget, that's promo code Locked On for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Let's go down the number line as we do on every Locked On Blackhawks postgame podcast. Of course, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And no surprise as the Blackhawks were outshot significantly in last night's game. They were outshot 42-26. to The Golden Knights had a edge in the possession numbers. They had a 59.38 Corsi 4 advantage at 5 on 5. 57 shot attempts for 39 against for the Golden Knights, so a significant edge in chances. But we look at the high danger scoring chances for and against. The Blackhawks had 13, 4, and 14 against. So the Hawks were creating some chances for themselves, and uh, they were in this game. It did not feel like that big of a discrepancy in possession and in chances. And when you look at the high danger scoring chances, uh, you were right to feel that way because they were right about even. Hawks had a uh, one scoring chance disadvantage. 14 for Vegas, 13 for the Hawks. They had some really, really solid looks. Taking a look at the individual possession numbers, Kirby Doc led the Blackhawks with the 58.33 Corsi 4 percentage. He was on the ice for seven shot attempts, four and five against. Ryan Carpenter, his line mate, 53.85 in Corsi rating, seven chances for, six against. Eric Gustafson, Alex DeBrinkett, Dylan Strom, and Oli Mata all finished the game 50% or higher, bringing up the rear for the Blackhawks. Alex Nylander with a 27.59 Corsi 4 rating. Eight shot attempts for 21 against while he was on the ice. And just behind him, I guess just ahead of him, technically, Jonathan Taves with a 30% Corsi rating, nine shot attempts for 21 shot attempts against with uh, Taves on the ice. Calvin DeHaan, Brent Seabrook, Brandon Saad, and Patrick Kane all in the 30s for Corsi rating. So not great possession numbers but again don't 
the, the eye test doesn't lie. And while the Hawks were giving up a lot of chances, so were the Knights. And to me, the game did not feel quite as far apart as the uh, Corsi would indicate. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you disagree. If you do, you can always let me know. Lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com or send me a tweet at LO underscore Blackhawks or my personal account at jayzawaski 670 Looking at some of the ice time numbers from last night's game, no surprise, Duncan Keith led the Blackhawks with 2349 uh, of ice time. Just the guy's a marvel. It's really unbelievable. Uh, if It feels like the more he plays, the stronger he gets. It's, it, I mean, at some point, it's going to stop, right? At some point, Duncan Keith's going to get tired and wear out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see it. He's been really, really tremendous over the last little bit. Calvin DeHaan, second in ice time with 2141. Uh, and third, Brent Seabrook with 2023. When you look at some of the rookie players, already mentioned uh, Kirby Dock playing 1236. Alex Nylander, 1252, but could not find the ice towards the end of the game. Uh, Dominic Kubelik played 13.08. He had four shot attempts of his own. And Adam Boquist, 14.44. So uh, getting some good minutes for a young defenseman from uh, Adam Boquist. I, I like that. I like that they're putting him out there. They had him out there late too. So, um, you know, all in all encouraging. Look, there's not, I don't think there's going to be many games this season where the Blackhawks just dominate. They just don't have that kind of talent. I know a lot of Blackhawks fans are used to that, but that's for a team with the roster the Blackhawks have, where they are now in the standings, there's not going to be the – sure, there might be one or two games they win 6-1 to because the other team's not ready to play or whatever, right? The, there, that happens once or twice a year. Where you, you win two of those, you lose two of those, and you just kind of ball them up and throw them out as sort of outliers. This is what Hawks games are going to look like. And while they won the game against Vegas last night, 5-3, to three, they very well could have lost that, lost that game 7-5, to five, right, if not for Corey Crawford or on some nights if not for Robin Leonard. This is how it's going to look. But I think, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I feel like I'd rather see a game like this than a 5-1 to one non-competitive loss right, where they're just conceding and punting and dumping and chasing all the time. I like that they're attacking. Yeah, they're going to take some chances. Yes, they're going to give up some huge scoring chances against and probably a lot lot of shot, shots on goal every night. But if they can limit those high-danger scoring chances, if they can get quality goaltending every night from Corey Crawford and Robin Leonard, which is what they've gotten so far basically the entire season, they're going to be in these games. They've got the offensive talent to hang with most teams in the NHL. The defense is a question, no doubt. They're going to give up a lot of shots, a lot of chances, but when you've got the high-end scoring talent the Blackhawks have, they're going to be able to be in these games, and I think there's going to be more nail-biting games like they had last night in Vegas as the season goes on. This is what it's going to look like, and I'm here for it. Let's go. If you're going to lose, lose having fun. Lose trying, right? I'd much rather see that than the alternative. So Hawks win their second game in a row. They play Nashville on Saturday, Buffalo on Sunday. 
Should be an exciting weekend of hockey, but man, it feels like a long wait uh, for Saturday. It's after these wins, you just want to get back out on the ice and watch the Hawks again. I'm sure you feel the same way. It's much more fun to do the podcast when the Blackhawks are winning. That is for sure. So hopefully it continues. But thank you so much for joining me today on Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, tell a friend. We are everywhere podcasts are. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast, by the way, my preferred podcast app. Very clean. Really like it. Easy to navigate. Updates quickly. Nice notification system. Beautiful. I love the Pocket Cast app. Uh, so if you're not into the, you know, the Apple one can be a little bit kind of quirky. I tried Pocket Cast kind of on a whim. Really like it. So I recommend it. So check us out there. But it doesn't matter where you listen. Just listen. Subscribe. Leave a five-star review and a nice uh, rating. And uh, I will greatly appreciate it. I'll be forever in your debt. With that, going to wrap things up. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Talk to you Friday morning on Lockdown Blackhawks.